Hey friend, how are you? Can you believe we are in April already? Oh my gosh, true British fashion. We had a couple of hours of sunshine this afternoon. We have been soaking up that vitamin D with absolute glee. <laughs> Today's episode is going to be a bit of an interesting one. We're going to be talking about endocrine disruptors, the chemicals that are in our everyday products, um, in our homes, in our, the environment that we live in, and how they can actually play havoc with your hormones. And if you are on a weight loss journey, you are definitely going to want to listen into this because there is a really very strong link between endocrine disruptors and weight gain. So if you are struggling to lose weight, you definitely want to be checking out today's episode. Now, as always, if you are new around here, you are so welcome. And I just want to say a special shout out if you are in Australia, because I have noticed that there are an awful lot more of you tuning in from Australia. So you are so welcome. And if you love the podcast, please share it with your friends and take a moment to leave me a five-star written review on iTunes, because it really does help other people find this podcast. Okay, grab your pen and paper. We're going to get started. Hey friend, welcome to the Fit Productive Mom podcast. I'm your host SJ. I'm an outspoken women's health advocate, productivity guru, daughter of the king and a 40-something mum to a sassy independent daughter. If you feel stressed out, overwhelmed and hate what you see in the mirror, then that stops right here. I'm here to arm you with the knowledge you need to better understand your mind and body so that you can live a life free of diets, fitness fads and comparison. If you're ready to commit to making yourself a priority, to reconnect with your body and be a present productive parent, then this is the podcast for you. Grab that superfood smoothie and let's dig in. Okay, now before we really dig into today's content with regards to endocrine disruptors, I just want to talk a little bit about my backstory when it comes to this particular topic. Now, just under three years ago, two of my very close friends, one of my absolute best friends who I've been with, like who I've been friends with for years and years and years, uh, just as we were going through lockdown, both of them found out that they had breast cancer. And it was a really, really difficult time, obviously, like for them, of course. But for me, as their friend, it was very difficult because I didn't know what to do to help them because I couldn't come to the appointments with them in hospital because of COVID and I couldn't go and see them because they were both going through chemo and I really wanted to try and find ways that I could try and support them without actually physically being there in their space. So it kind of led me down the rabbit hole of learning about chemo, learning about breast cancer, learning about like the links of, you know, between diet and exercise and the like ways to help prevent breast cancer. I did as in true Sarah Jane fashion that I really went down the rabbit hole with this because I felt so helpless and I wanted to try and find ways that I could help them more. Now, if you've been around here for a while, you probably maybe caught an episode a good few years ago where I had a really lovely lady on the show called Tara and she is also a breast cancer survivor and she is really, really passionate about 
removing endocrine disruptors from her home, from her environment. And it was a real honor, like getting to know her and talking to her. And it was that and my friends and the challenges that they went through. And praise God, like both of them are fit and well now. It really got me interested into in this topic around endocrine disruptors. I like totally geeked out on it, found out all the information, and I really feel it's important for me to share this with you. Now, through the research that I did around endocrine disruptors linked to breast cancer, it also highlighted with all the information that I was reading, the journal articles, all of the research reviews, the the summaries and everything, they kept coming out this theme about how these endocrine disruptors were actually impacting people's weight and how they are linked to obesity. So of course that's something that you're going to want to know about because if you are like struggling with losing weight, if you are frustrated with yourself because you've tried all the diets and done all the exercise and everything like that and nothing's happening, perhaps it could be actually something like this. It could be linked to what's going on inside our bodies, our hormones. We know how important it is in our day-to-day lives and even more so as we are moving into perimenopause and menopause, like to really do everything that we can to support our bodies so that our hormones are healthy, so that you feel healthy, so that you feel strong and that you can just get the most out of every single day. So that's the backstory. Let's kind of go and press the reverse button a little bit and just talk briefly around what the endocrine system actually is because that's where this all starts. So the endocrine system is glands and organs that make hormones and release them directly into the blood so they can then travel to tissues and organs all over the body. The hormones released by endocrine by the endocrine system control so many important functions in the body. So growth, development, metabolism, which of course we know is important if you're trying to lose weight, reproduction, and the link between metabolism and your reproductive hormones is really key, particularly as we're going into perimenopause. Hormones and their receptors. So your endocrine system's made up of your your hormones, but there are also receptors. And the way that I kind of think about it is that they're like a lock and key mechanism where the hormone reaches the receptor, it opens the door, which is the chemical reaction, the, you know, like, so for example, it could be, you know, releasing insulin. I don't know about you, but it never ceases to amaze me how linked everything is within our bodies. And if one area of our body um, in our hormones is not working properly, of course, it's gonna impact so many other things. So that's why it's important, I really feel, to consider this subject. And this just isn't me like pulling information from like, you know, the clouds in the sky. There really is so much evidence out there around the link between endocrine disruptors and obesity. And that's why I'm talking about this on a health and fitness podcast. Because of course, if you, if your hormones and your endocrine system isn't working, then that's of course going to put stress on your body. Last episode, we were talking about the impact of stress and how it can cause weight gain. 
like it's just this amazing system our, our bodies are amazing about how well they work together and how important it is to not just focus on what you're eating or the exercise that you're doing like all of these things play such a crucial part so we've spoken about the endocrine system let's talk about what endocrine disrupting chemicals actually are so in short these are chemicals that interfere with our hormones and some of them mimic hormones some of them latch onto receptors for hormones and they're like pretending to be our hormones or they can trigger certain like hormones to do certain things and they're chemicals ultimately that are not made by our bodies and can harm our health and also that of wildlife around us as well. Now, according to the Endocrine Society, there are at least 1,000 known or suspected EDCs. And by EDCs, I mean endocrine disrupting chemicals. Now, exposure to EDCs, even at low concentrations, has been linked to a lot of health problems, including breast, which is where this whole journey breast cancer which is where this whole journey started for me with my friends as I mentioned earlier prostate cancers obesity which is a key one if you are on a weight loss journey diabetes reproductive problems and developmental problems now it's important to remember that EDCs really continue to be used everywhere in our everyday products and they are polluting our environment now we're not this isn't a environmentally friendly podcast cast like I'm not here to talk about the environment we're talking about our health our health our fitness ourselves as individuals but of course like everything that we do has an impact on the environment so it's important to try and remove these endocrine disruptors not just for your own health but also for the health of the environment around us and the one of the sad things and this is like a UK particular area and I'm sure like the whole situation in many other countries isn't that great either. But in the UK, our cancer prevention plans don't recognise the risk EDCs pose to our health and the need to reduce the exposure in our homes, our workplaces and the environment. And I've certainly seen a lot of like American influencers talking about endocrine disruptors and how they can impact your health and your well-being so I know this is just not some not one conversation that we're just having here in the UK now as I mentioned before EDCs are linked to many health issues but from a fitness perspective they are linked to obesity so that's why I am talking about this today so if you are on a weight loss journey then it is worth considering removing EDCs wherever possible to support your weight loss goals, but also to reduce the risk of cancer and any other linked health problems as well. So let's dig in to how EDCs are actually linked to obesity. So endocrine disrupting chemicals can mimic hormones, they can pretend that they're hormones or, or receptors. So when EDCs block connections between hormones and the, re- the receptors, so if they stop that normal process from happening, they reprogram the parts of the endocrine system that govern metabolism, energy balance and appetite. 
and a couple of episodes I was talking about the hormones that are linked to that that hunger. So if you imagine that these endocrine disrupting chemicals that are in our daily environments can actually trigger those hormones to react and to maybe tell you that you're hungry when actually you're not. So you can see the link and the problem that we have because it's stopping your body from playing like its normal natural roles. So EDCs can change um, your sensitivity to glucose. Um, They can change the metabolism of lipids, so fatty acids. So all of these things give give us that predisposition to potentially gaining weight. So really the point is, that these EDCs, the endocrine disrupting chemicals, can impact our metabolism and they can cause our metabolism to potentially slow down, they can impact the metabolism of glucose, they can impact the metabolism of fatty acids, so they can change the natural like programming that our body would have and that is why they can, they are linked to an increase in obesity. So let's like, that's the science behind it. That's why we're talking about this. So what can we do about it? Now, of course, from a like a wider perspective, you can't change everything in the environment, but what you can change is some of the things that are within your personal environment. And we talk about something called the body burden. And this, and by the body burden, what we mean is the fact that in in your day-to-day life, you come across lots of EDCs in the environment. And that can be from like the food that you eat, the packaging of your food. It can be the products that you're using in your home, your personal care products, your work environment, your, your school, if you're at school, your car, you know, like being in a city or or a town, all of these things can impact the amount of EDCs are in our body. So you don't have control over all of those things, but you can make some small changes to your day-to-day life so that you can then reduce that body burden. And that's gonna help balance your hormones and help your body to work in the way it should be working. Now, I'm gonna be talking to you in more detail through coming episodes but today we're going to give like a big high level overview on three key areas that perhaps if you were just to kind of like address one of these would have a huge impact on this body burden and the amount of EDCs that your body is having to contend with which potentially could improve your metabolism to help you lose weight if weight loss is your goal. So three key areas that we're going to look at today from a high level perspective are cosmetics and beauty products, cleaning products, and plastics. Now, I know that all of this information can feel a bit overwhelming to start with, but try and focus in on maybe just picking like one thing, changing one thing. Go to the show notes to look at some of the recommendations that I have for like some really key impactful products. Um, what I've tried to do is find companies that are in the US, Australia, the UK, Canada, because that's where you guys, most of you listening to me are, and companies that I think are like ethical, that have a good like track record with clean products and that sort of thing. But really, when it comes to changing things, 
you know, I'm not saying go out and go and spend a whole load of money all at once and, you know, remove everything at once. Like as things need changing, replace them with something that doesn't have EDCs. And that's where that is and that was and still is a process that I myself am going through too. Okay, so let's start off with cosmetics and beauty products. Now, in cosmetics, endocrine disrupting chemicals are often used to prolong shelf life. And if you think about it, it really makes sense. So one of the first things you can consider is actually where you buy your products from. Because if you are going to like your local supermarket or grocery store or whatever it is that you guys call them in the other countries, like just imagine the process that those products have to go through to get on the shelf. So of course, it's going to have ingredients in it that is going to want to prolong the shelf life. Now, if you actually kind of like buy something online, you're going to be already cutting out the middleman, which is why a lot of the companies that are like producing products that don't have EDCs, a lot of them are products that you will find online rather than products that you are finding in like your store down the road. And that is because they can then make the product and ship it straight to you. It doesn't have to go through that extended period of it going into a shop and sitting on a shelf. So that's my first tip is like try and get products that are from companies that are online because they are less likely to have EDCs. Okay, now within cosmetics and beauty products as well, they're also, EDCs are also used as fragrances and solvents. Many don't add to the overall effectiveness in the product um, and EDCs can be found in a like pretty much all of your cosmetics like your shampoo your hair care face creams makeup shower gel um like aerosols are one that you definitely want to be avoiding like that's a real obvious like contender for edcs so if you have a spray on deodorant if you're using like a spray on dry shampoo or a hairspray or something those are ones which would definitely have some form of edcs in them so they're the really good ones to avoid and I think that one of the key ones to change, first of all, is your deodorant. Because your deodorant is directly going onto your skin, under your armpit, where you have a huge amount of like lymph glands, your breast tissue. Like I think that is definitely, you know, you, you sweat from there. I think deodorant is a really, really key one to change. Like as soon as you possibly can. I know it's hard to find one that works, that is like, smells nice, that stops you from sweating. Like I know, like I've been through a lot of them. Um, the one that I use is from a company here in the UK. Um, if you want the information about that, if you are in the UK, I can send you the link. If you're not in the UK, but you would actually really, really like to try it, then send me a message and I can grab some and we can work out me shipping it over to you if like you can't find one if you're in the US um, or elsewhere. Um, yeah, so deodorant is a really, really key one to change, I think, first of all, because of where you're putting it on your body. Um, toothpaste, another one I think is quite good to change because 
that's actually going in your mouth so you're potentially ingesting those sorts of things and then of course like your face cream your shampoos all of those things that you're putting on your body putting on your skin I have some affiliate links to some amazing companies who have some great products I've put them together in like a little cart based on where you are in the world and so you can just go and click on that link in the show notes and you can just go and check out. You can take bits and pieces out of the car as you want to. It is an affiliate link, so I do get a commission for it, but that helps to pay for this podcast. Okay, let's talk about cleaning products. Now, if somebody told you that the product that you're using to clean your toilet could actually be causing you to gain weight, you'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> but actually, as we've spoken about earlier in the episode, these endocrine disrupting chemicals are messing with your hormones, messing with your metabolism. So if you are using things like those plug-in air fresheners, they are like an absolute no-no. Spray air fresheners, anything like that is going to have EDCs in it. And it's, it's important to remember as well that the cleaning products that you're using are going to impact your health, your family's health, and also any pets that you have in the home as well. We have three dogs. So this was something that really sort of opened my eyes to their health as well. So a lot of household cleaning products do contain EDCs. This can be anything from like detergents that you wash your clothes with to cleaning sprays. Um, using these products does increase your exposure to EDCs either by inhaling them or by getting them on your skin. You want to be avoiding products um, containing them and be aware of what ingredients normal household products contain. Um, a couple of key ingredients to avoid are triclosan and triclocarbon. Um, choose products with an official like organic accreditations from organizations such as um, the Soil Association here in the UK, which are more likely to be EDC free. Be a little bit wary of what's called greenwashing because there are an awful lot of companies out there who kind of very cleverly market their products and their uh, like packaging and that sort of thing to give you the impression that it is like healthy and EDC free and all of that sort of thing. But you do really need to read the label choose things that are fragrance free that's a really good way to try and ensure that your um, products are edc free or naturally fragrance products that are using like things like essential oils and products without synthetic um, synthetic fragrances um, so you want to be avoiding things like phthalates or synthetic musks such as tonalide um, there are loads and loads of places where you can download ingredient lists. I'm putting one together for you um, that you can grab off of me as well. Um, I've also posted um, some links to some breast cancer charities which have some great information. There's one that's got, um, so a breast cancer charity here in the UK, they've got a really great series of videos around EDCs and you can watch those videos on YouTube. So go and watch those if you want to dig into this and like really, really dig into this information. Okay, let's talk about the third one, which is plastics. Now, plastics often contain potentially harmful EDCs um, which may be used um, to make plastics more flexible, 
more durable or um, like as components in the production of plastics. So, and hopefully I say these words correctly, you have probably come across the um, bisphenols such as BPA and BPS. You've probably heard of BPA, that's for sure. And these are primarily used to make a type of plastic called polycarbonate plastic, which is a hard type of plastic used to make water bottles and plastic food containers. Now you'll probably see on um, some like containers like that will say BPA free, BPS free. That's definitely a good start. Um, and they are, um, those are also used to make resins that line like metal cans, that line food containers, like um, when you're buying like a carton of milk, um, that sort of thing. And long-term exposure to these um, can be linked to um, like all of the risks, the risks that we were talking about earlier, um, like breast cancer, obesity, diabetes, um, developmental issues, like impacting your metabolism. And it's important to remember, of course, these BPAs and BPSs are in things that you are consuming. So you're not, we're not talking about things that you necessarily just put on your skin, but also if you're drinking water out of a plastic water bottle and that has got BPA in it, those endocrine disruptors are actually going to be, your, you know, like internal. So top tip in terms of like trying to avoid those plastics are to check the recycling codes on plastics. Now, most um, recycling codes, certainly here in the UK, recycling code seven um, may contain BPAs. Recycling code three may contain um, phthalates and recycling code six may contain something called styrene, um, which is a known carcinogen um, and a breakdown product of polystyrene. So that's quite interesting to know. As a whole, like try to avoid single use plastics wherever possible. Use a stainless steel reusable water bottle to um, to drink out of, or at least find um, a BPA free one. Um, I actually do have use one from a company called Hydrate Mate, which you can get off of Amazon. It's like um, mate with an eight on the end of it. Um, and they're really good because they're very durable bottles as well. Um, but you're probably going to be looking to make sure that you get a high quality one. Like that one cost me about nearly 20 pounds UK. Um, so buying a cheap plastic water bottle or those plastic cups that you get from Starbucks and that kind of thing, probably not going to be the best ones to choose. When it comes to your food products as well, you want to be avoiding like your takeaway containers. Um, you want to make sure that the if you are saving leftovers, wait until the leftovers have cooled down if you're going to put them into a plastic container and do not heat up your leftovers in a plastic container. Put them into like a glass or a um, ceramic dish because that's going to stop the plastic, the um, endocrine disruptors actually leaching into your food. So definitely avoid microwaving those because the, um, the, as you're heating that up, the um, BPAs and the phthalates can be released um, when you heat up and they enter your food. Um, try to avoid buying consumer items made from polyvinyl 
chloride, which is PVC. So things like your flooring, your shower curtains, um, those can contain a lot of endocrine disruptors. Um, I mentioned this earlier, limit the amount of canned food and takeaway food that you eat. Um, if you do buy canned produce, if possible, rinse the contents before eating because the uh, the lining of those containers often contains um, endocrine disruptors. Opt for wooden or metal eating and cooking utensils because again, that's going to reduce the amount of um, plastics that are getting into your food. And do not allow what are called PET bottles to get warm for long periods. Um, this was um, something that came up. If you are somebody who drinks a lot of water out of, um, if you're buying water in plastic bottles, don't leave those plastic bottles where they can get warm because um, that can there's an awful lot of information out there and I think there was like a, a court case or something in the UK or a, or a terrible story of somebody who had been drinking like um, water, like buying water in plastic bottles, leaving it in the car and it releases um, a metallo, metal oestrogen, which of course is linked to breast cancer. It's something that mimics the oestrogen, switches on, um, unnecessary and like switches on your hormones unnecessarily um, and can cause um, all sorts of things that we've mentioned earlier okay now I'm gonna stop there because <laughs> like I could go on about this stuff forever because it really is something I feel incredibly passionate about from a health and fitness perspective but just from a health perspective having seen two of my really close friends go through breast cancer and finding out more about EDCs and how they are linked to cancer. Now, of course, I'm not a medical professional. I'm not the oracle. Go and do your own research. Go and start off with those videos that I've linked um, in the show notes from a cancer charity based here in the UK. Really informative. And then within the show notes as well, I have linked like a couple of carts if you like like checkout carts with a couple of products in that I kind of feel that they're a really good place to start for if you're wanting to replace products in your home those are a really good place to start without spending like a ton of money because I know like you know of course we want to be fit and healthy and you know do the best that we can but that does come at a cost financially and it's important to do it at your own pace in your own time and to do what works for you. So I have linked with some affiliate companies. Some are here in the UK, some ship abroad. If there are products that are purely shipped to the UK that you can't get locally yourself and you think that they would be something that you want to try, please reach out to me via um, email and we can see if I can find a way to ship those over to you. Um, I know that we do have quite high standards when it comes to ingredients and products here in the UK. Um, so if it's something that you want to give a go, then I will try my best to like help you um, and get that over to you in some form or another. 
Okay, so let's just recap because there was a whole load of information there. I know that it can feel really overwhelming. When I found this set out, this information, I really did feel quite scared. And of course, this episode is not about scaring you. Like that is not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to be like fear mongering you or anything whatsoever. It's just about giving you the information so that you can figure out if this is something that might help you. So we touched on the endocrine system. We talked about what endocrine disrupting chemicals are and how they interfere with your hormones. And the fact that these chemicals mimic hormones, they pretend to be hormones, they switch on um, like chemical reactions in your body that shouldn't be switched on and they can cause your metabolism to change, which of course will have a knock-on effect on your weight. So if you are on a health and fitness journey and weight loss is your goal, you definitely want to be thinking about these things. And whether or not you are thinking about weight loss, definitely from a health perspective, it's really important to open your eyes and read your labels. We also spoke about the body burden, We talked about three key areas that you can change. So your cosmetics and beauty products, your cleaning products, and then also plastics. I think if you could just focus in on one of those, and even if it's a really small change, like you change your water bottle out and you get a metal water bottle instead, that's going to have a huge impact. So small steps, one at a time. And of course, if you have any questions, you want some more recommendations, you want some more support with this, please send me a message and we can have a chat. Have an amazing day, my friend. Have an amazing week. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. I hope you loved today's episode and that you learned something and I pray it blessed you in some way. If so, take a moment to share this with a friend and I would love it if you could take just 30 seconds for me to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because it's the only way I know you like the show and I love hearing from you too. 